Hello everyone. In my weekly chat with Colette, we're going to be talking about today on how to read an MLS listing. I think that's something very important and a few things that you need to know. I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome everyone. Uh, this is Araceli, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investor in the U.S. and Canada and creator of Wealthy Women and Real Estate. And I'm here with my partner Colette today. So Colette, how are you? I'm great. I'm sorry. My phone is ringing. Oh no. I'm going to shut the ringer off. I know who's calling, but it's okay. I'll do it later. That's what the life of a realtor. You always get phone calls when you least expect them. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that. My name is Colette Rabba. I am a residential real estate broker in the GTA. And uh, uh, all things of residential real estate, including landlords, and that's my specialty. I'm helping landlords uh, have really great tenants if they need to sell their property, etc., etc. But today, the one question I get asked all the time is, as a realtor, how are we gonna work together? What are we gonna do? So the one thing that I just wanna do really quickly today is show you what I see when I go through Toronto Real Estate Board. So I have to be a member of a board. I also have to have a brokerage. So it's not my own brokerage, but I belong to a brokerage. So you know, anybody who is in real estate as a real estate licensed real estate agent, broker, realtor, we have lots of names. But the main thing is you have to have a brokerage. So my brokerage is Orion Realty. Uh, that is the same or anything like, you, you know all the big names, Remax, Royal LePage, Kellen Williams. So these are all brokerages. So as a realtor, you have to belong to a brokerage. Yeah, and uh, just a comment on that, but as brokers in insurance, we also yeah. work basically the same thing. We do have to belong to a, a big company because uh, the insurance company needs to be backed up by enough money to be able to pay for the life insurance claims. So we cannot just be independent unless we have like tons and tons of money, but you have to be associated with somebody that is big enough to do that. Right. So we work in a very similar. Yeah, and it's about insurance too. We have to be insured. So we have uh, our boards, we have Aria, Korea, all these people stand, or you know, these, these, um, governing bodies to support us, but also to make sure that we don't do anything illegal, any funny business, all that stuff. So <laughs> as a licensed realtor, that's what it really means. We have a license. We have to belong to a brokerage. The board that I belong to, because I'm in the GTA, is Toronto Real Estate Board. That is a gorilla, really, of, of um, real estate boards. You can belong to other places like uh, Oakville board, you know, Durham region has a board, Niagara has a board. There are a whole bunch of different boards, but as a whole, what you see on realtor.ca is everything. What I see on my TREB is only the listings that I see that are listed through Toronto Real Estate Board. So Toronto Real Estate Board is TREB, or they've changed it slightly now. It's T-R-E-B-B. But anyway, today, so, actually, I share. yeah, Colette yeah. is going to show us, like us as a consumer, I'm not a realtor, so I don't have access to this database, but she wants to show us what to look for in a listing. So when you look at the listing, 
what to look for that it's important, what it means to you, because sometimes it's not easy to read, so. Exactly, and, and I wanna just show you like really quickly what I see. So I'm gonna share my screen and then I'll, and then uh, let me know if you can see my desktop. Yeah. Uh, can you see this? Nice little, uh, lots of, lots of yeah. uh, uh, columns, categories. So all I did was I did a search for, uh, let me see what my search was. So I can look at my search here. Um, let's say, so I'm just looking at Peel. I wanna see what's happening in Peel. So that's my area. And uh, I can see everything. And I don't, so, so if you can see on the side there, it's a list of all the things that if I wanted to put in and really do a really specific category search, I can do list price, I can do how many bedrooms you're looking for, what type of a house you're looking for. Uh, so I don't know how big you can see that on your screen, but basically you can search for a lot of stuff. So let's just say I have a client who's looking for something up to $2 million yeah. and let's say a four bedroom house and I want a detached. So I go down my list and I see detached. So I click on detached. So I can do a search this way. So let's say, hey, oh, there's a house for a million bucks in Brampton. I don't want Brampton, I want Mississauga. So Peel, Brampton, Mississauga, uh, I believe is also um, Milton, no, not Milton. Uh, so Caledon is also Peel. Um, yeah, so, so sorry, I'm just looking as I'm reading. So there's a lot of things that are coming up. And see, you can see all the prices up to two million bucks. So why don't we go to see the most expensive house that is actually listed for 1.999. It's in Mississauga. Wow. And so this is what the listing is going to look like when you see it. I can print this out. I can email it to you. So this is what something typically looks like. This is what a listing looks like. And I'll just have my little cursor. So there's the address. Are you able Not to one. zoom in a little bit because it's, it's kind of small? Is that possible? Uh, I think I can. Let me just see with, with Zoom. I'm not quite sure how I can do that. Um, I think that might be it. Um, yeah, I can't do that right now. Okay, so just uh, just show us, go through. Let's see if I can open it in a new window and then I can, no. And maybe you can zoom in, like if you print it as a PDF maybe? Absolutely, yeah. So unfortunately, if you can't see it, let me see if I can if I can make it. I can see it, but I, it's too small for me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about Maybe that. Like but a magnifying uh, glass. <laughs> let me just see if I can do it on my keyboard. Yeah, I can do it on my keyboard. Okay. Oh, good. So, Perfect. So let's see. Is that better? Yeah. Is that a little bit better? Okay. So there we go. How's that? Yeah. Okay. That's my whole screen. Okay, so excuse my my messy back. Uh, my <laughs> well, it looks like it <laughs> I have a lot of stuff on my desktop. Yeah. Okay. So here you go. So this is what you're gonna see. Generally speaking, you'll see a photo of the house. When you click on it, you can go scroll through a lot of the pictures inside. But that's easy. You can do that. So just to give you the the really quick synopsis of what all this stuff means. So. This is your address. This is how much your taxes, how much their taxes are for 2021. DOM is days on market. So this is always important to see how many days on the market. If it's one, you know we're in this crazy uh, market right now where uh, sellers have, you know, they're selling the house 
in two days, three days, five days, depending on the price range, obviously. But this is one day on the market, so it's a very new listing. It's not my listing, unfortunately. Uh, a link, that's a very specific kind of house where the foundations are attached underground. You don't see it. It looks like a detached house, but you have to specify what a link is when you have a listing. Uh, what kind of a house is it? It's a detached backsplit. Um, it's fronting on the south side yeah. of the street. Question, Colette, before you yeah. move on, on the link. If it says yes, like is it better or is it not? Well, that's an interesting uh, kind of thing. Because we're in a crazy seller's market right now, links are usually less expensive than a fully detached house. But what it really means as far as better or, or not better, it doesn't matter. The okay. way it's being built, it's built to uh, the city's bylaws and uh, you know rules and zoning and all that stuff. Why builders do it is because it's cheaper. You can have, so instead of two detached houses that the city tells you, you need this much space in between the houses, a linked house, you can make them closer. So the space in between it, the two houses of a linked house is not as much as a fully detached house. But it's better than a semi-detached or a townhouse that they are absolutely attached the full, you know, up from the ceiling to the floor, from the roof to the to the basement. Okay. That's a townhouse or a semi-detached. A link is only usually a portion of the house. So usually the foundation, the basement. And you'll never see it unless you dig. So if you dig in between the houses, you're going to see that. You'll feel it. You'll feel that that uh, foundation. I uh, hope that was a Yeah, that is good. Thank you. Yeah. So how big is the lot? So this 50 feet. You can also change it up here to meters if you like meters, but I'm a, I like feet. I, I know. like feet. <laughs> so our old brains, that's how we were taught. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then how many bedrooms? So this is 12 bedrooms totally total in the house. There's four bedrooms plus when it's a plus one that is usually in the basement. Uh, and then how many washrooms and then it tells you where. So there's two on the upper floor, one on the ground floor and two on the lower floor, which is very interesting. How many, it's a very long driveway. You have six cars and then cross street. Where is it? Aaron Mills Boulevard and Leanne. So you can Google map it if you want to know if this is the area you want to be in. MLS number, that is just generated for us, so people can copy and paste it and send it to whoever if they want to look at it that way. Uh, closing remarks, this is, this is uh, possession. How fast do they want closing? How fast do they want somebody, when you make an offer, do you want them to get out immediately or do they have a place to live? This is actually really important when it comes to negotiating. If you're negotiating with five, ten other offers, you have to ask the realtor, what does flexible mean? When do they want it? If they don't have a place to go, maybe they want a longer closing. Um, also, pin number, ARN number, don't worry about that stuff, that's all technical. When it has to do with uh, looking up title, getting the lawyers to give you uh, possession, they have to know what you're buying. And these are all the technical numbers that are attached to the property. It's just kind of like the identifiers for that specific property, right? Right. So when they, they, they pass title onto you, all that has to be accurate. And you know what? That's the lawyers deal with all that stuff. If you want to make sure that it's all correct, then obviously you can go and revert back to that. But we have the same method of looking this stuff up 
than the lawyers do. So it should be 100% accurate. Um, and then how many, so look, there's a one plus one. So that means there must be a basement apartment because there is a second kitchen. And because of the two bathrooms, what we were talking about, the lower level of the yeah. bathroom. Um, what else do we need to know? Uh, it's a brick exterior. It's a private double driveway. There's uh, two garage spaces. Uh, how heat too? You don't really see with houses in Ontario right now, but if you look in cottage country, you might see oil, you might see propane, you might see electrical. So this is very important. I don't like selling houses that have electric heat. There are a lot actually in Peel and in Toronto, so a lot of people still heat with electric. Uh, that, as you know, or maybe you don't, is very expensive these days to heat yeah. in electric. For sure. Now I have a question here. You see, I see here, and I see it in, all, in the majority of the listings in Canada, that the age is not there and the total square footage is not there. Why is that? I'm so glad you asked that question because this is something that a lot of realtors have this kind of, it, it's, I, I don't want to say human error, but it's loosey-goosey in, in Canada because when it comes to square footage, and I'll tell you why, it's quite funny. Uh, that's something that my clients don't, some, some clients ask what's the square footage, but what it's more, what is more important in my mind when I'm selling is how the space is laid out and how big the actual rooms are. I don't care about the total square footage. If it's 1400 versus 1600, but, and, and I a hundred percent, I think it's very important also because sometimes houses, especially condos are sold by the square foot. Yeah. So that's how they get their price. So they well, say, oh, you know, you can buy it for $1,000 a square foot, but you have to know what the square footage is yeah, total. The, the reason that I ask is as an investor, when I'm looking at that and I'm comparing different properties, I don't want to go and measure each individual room. I want to see, this is a 1,400 square house, 1,400. And then now I look at the rooms, how they're laid out. But first to right. me, I want to, I want to compare apples to apples. And I find it that in Canada, the square footage is not there. And yeah. it's so hard. It's like a hidden, like a big secret. Right? I know. And it's only because as a realtor, and I'm guilty of that too. As a realtor, I don't want people to, when I'm selling to not investors, this is somebody who's going to buy and to live there. I want them to see the space for the space. Because why would I want to spend thousand dollars a square foot let's say for hallways if it's 15,000 square feet but most of it is unusable space why would I think that's a great space so I want to entice you by not telling you the square footage to come and see the house because the primary bedroom is 15 feet by 11 feet which is really big yeah in, in big a certain point. yeah in, in generally speaking so this is the thing when it comes to individuals buying a house to live in that's what I tell them you have a benchmark. You're always going to have benchmark listing or the house that you're living in currently. My bedroom is, let's say, 11 by 15 right now. I am not even going to go look at a house that has a smaller master. My goal is to have a bigger master. This house is not going to do it for me. So these are the things. And also, on you know, to, to argue with that, sometimes a house can be converted into, if that's your majority, you want a big bedroom, 
then you can go and say, okay, let's see what other bedroom I can convert and make my my master giant and huge. If that's the if that's what well, I want, that is that's the whole reason for me as an investor to look at the square footage, because sometimes older homes they might be big, but they're all chucked up, right? So right. The, the, right. the bedrooms are smaller, the kitchen is small. I agree. I have the space for me to convert it, but if I don't see like if you show me something at 600 square feet and then I go to 1200 of course I'm you know that's what I'm looking for I'm gonna go for the 1200 and that's why to me it's very important this the, the entire square footage right. and we can argue about that I agree with you because a lot of the times when as an investor it's completely different than if you're gonna live there so really it's a very emotional thing when it comes to buying for yourself or for your family so this is the thing where they can envision themselves, oh, I need a giant master bedroom. Look at the second bedroom. It's 11 by 15 as well. So yeah. these are big rooms in general. Third bedroom, not that big. It's 10 by 11. But this is the thing. When it comes to bedrooms, that's usually, and I'm, I'm using it as an example, but usually it's the bigger spaces like the kitchen, the family room, the, these are the sizes that I want to see. Well, yeah, I, I, I could understand that, especially because that if I was a buyer, I'd be looking for a big kitchen and a big master bedroom, uh, a bathroom, uh, all of those kind of things. That's what I would be looking for. As an investor, it's a totally different set of eyes. Different ballgame. Right, but this is the other thing too. When it comes to buying as an investor, it doesn't hurt to know the room sizes because you're going to have to, if you're buying it to rent it to people or to mm -hmm. resell it, these are all the selling features that you want to know anyway. So to have the, you know, I'm sorry about the square footage. A lot of agents don't put the square footage and also the, the age of the house. And this is important to hire the right realtor because it might be like my little, my, my superpower, but I can pretty much go into a house and look at the, the structure and look at the other things in the house and guess the age of the house because of where it is in the city. So <laughs> it's terrible superpower. It's kind of useless, but well, no, no, it is actually for as an investor. I like to know when the house was built because right. you kind of have an idea what can what was how it was it built like what kind of kitchen what kind of electrical what kind of all the things and this you're my is, girl you're well, my girl you know because what i mean what? as an investor you want to have an idea because if they already upgraded the electrical that's great but if they didn't you may have that that um option or yeah. that extra that expense if you are going to be converting that uh, property. Right. So that's yeah. why important is the square footage and the age for me is one of the first things that I look at. Right, so we can, the other thing too is like if that's a real big thing, we can also look up public records. So that's a whole other page. But I just wanted to go through this really, really quickly with you because we have so much information at our fingertips, but it, the consumer doesn't know exactly you know, what is the most important thing to you as an investor or as the end user? What is it? So to me, when I look at my uh, my buyers, I need to have that must have list and the nice to have list. So that's very, very different. It might be nice to have a bigger bedroom, but I must have a kitchen that has this and this and this. So these are the things that I need to have a home office. Let's say these days people have changed. They need a home office. They maybe need two home offices because there's two people there's or two more people. working in the house. I don't want to work in my bedroom. That's weird. So, <laughs> you know, these are the things that are the must-haves. 
and also what you're used to. I need an outdoor space. I need a garden. I need to go outside. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I have this lifestyle that I need to like physically go outside. So I want my own private space. So all these things make a difference. What is a deal breaker? A lot of the times is the kitchens and the baths. I can't tell you how many times, even though a kitchen can be easily renovated, if it's not the right layout, if it feels weird, if it's tight, if it's, I can't see, you know, the sight lines, if I have a small child and I want to have an open concept, these are the things that lose a sale for me because of the design and the layout of the house. Absolutely. So that's another reason. Yeah, Again, and the majority of like end users, they, they want to have the house ready to go, ready to move in. They don't want to go through the hassle of having dust and things all over the place. So Exactly, yeah. Okay, and my favorite thing that I'm going to end with is the client remarks. So you have to understand, this is the realtor. I'm not putting in who, who the realtor is. Uh, it's not me, it's not my listing. But when you read the client remarks and the extras and the brokerage remarks, these are the things that you kind of have to, you know, look at it. Sometimes we have certain wording that we put in, like cozy means it's small, you know, <laughs> do, do, uh, uh, do your own personal touch on it means it needs work, like all these things. But anyway, it gives you a little synopsis of what you're looking at. You're looking at a four plus one bedroom with a home office, five full baths on a private court in a great neighborhood, uh, two full kitchens, granite countertops, maple. Oh, and the other thing too is just so you know, we don't capitalize the first letter. That's the system does it. So when you say, oh my gosh, why are they capitalizing everything? It's not us. It's the system. So, uh, you know, and these are the things. If you need a short drive to a go station, very close proximity to many amenities. This is what people want to see when they buy a house if they don't know the area. But please, whatever you do, the best advice I can give you before you end up buying a place for yourself, drive around the neighborhood, see if you like it, see what the amenities are, see who the neighbors are, see what kind of cars the neighbors drive, do they keep their lawns nice? I know it's hard to see now with the snow, but in general, get to know the area before you commit to it. Because that will make the, it's location, 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 right? I know. And there is even from one location to another that is very similar in price. Sometimes what it makes it or not is a good neighbor, right? And you can see how they actually maintain the property and the, the street is nice. Right. Right. So, yeah, and you know what? You're 100% right. 100% right. Sometimes the neighborhood is not great, but the neighbors make all the difference in the world. And yeah. you know, like this is what I'm talking about specifically in, in this, you know, why I'm saying it this way. When you buy a house that is being gentrified or you know it's coming uh -huh. and, you know, maybe it's a little sketchy or maybe, you know, the houses are not that nice, but you see like tons of new builds coming or you see like the, the city or the municipality is really putting a lot of money into the roads, into the sidewalks, into uh, the government buildings, then you know something's coming. Yeah, something good is coming. You can so even see maybe some other uh, places or new houses being built or being uh, rehabilitated. So either way, right? Yes, exactly. So well, I this love is the awesome, Colette. Thank you so Yay. much for showing us that. I think it is very important because people sometimes don't know what things mean, and it might give you just a little extra, but 
just to be sure, make sure that you hire the right realtor so they can walk you through what you need. So Colette is there, so she has a lot of experience. And remember, she also knows about structural stuff, things that if you are handy and you wanna buy something that is a little cheaper for you to change it, she'll be able to give you a very good idea of what can be done and cannot be done. So That's so nice, thank you. Thank you, Colette. No, thank you for showing us this. This is amazing and um, we will see you in the next one i hope that helped so yay thank you for joining us and hope you did learn something okay <laughs> have a great day bye thank you for being here on the show please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available and if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com Thank you.